Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. Hello there, Trey Biddy. You having a good Thursday? Let's Hello. see. There he is. Hi, Trey. Having a nice Thursday? Hey. Yeah. Having a good Thursday. Sorry, I was having to switch over from B to A again. <laughs> That's okay. Very good. Let's see. I I have been a failure on live fan feedback tonight, and I've, I've, yeah. we've got a lot of it here. So okay. maybe I, let's see. Maybe if I get something for Trey, we'll do that. Otherwise, uh, if you've sent some in, I will definitely get to this in just a little bit, okay? So, Trey, a pretty exciting day for Trey Biddy. You know why? Why? Because they announced the order at SEC Football Media Days. How about that? The order? You always love that, don't you? Well, I, I overlooked it. I've been out running errands all day, so I don't even okay. know. Okay, my gosh. <laughs> you know, that's like, remember that old movie where Steve Martin got excited? I say I was running errands. I was, getting, I was getting fitted. I was getting fitted for new golf clubs. I have to get oh. all that stuff done before camp starts for spring ah. calls, you know. I just got wow. back home. It's a big deal. Okay, well, I I don't want to ruin the surprise for you, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Sam Pittman will be on the last day, Thursday, July 18th. He will appear along with Hugh Freeze, Mark Stoops, and Mike Elko. So you get to stay till the last day. Now, you don't have to go the first day if you don't want to. Yeah, that's the worst day. That's disappointing. Yeah. Doesn't have times yet. Just says these are the days. So Monday, July 15th is the first day of media days. Brian Kelly of LSU, Lane Kiffin of Ole Miss, Shane Beamer of South Carolina, Clark Lee of Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, July 16th, it's Kirby Smart of Georgia, uh, Eli Drinkwitz of Missouri, Brent Venables of Oklahoma, first appearance by Oklahoma there, uh, Tennessee coach Josh Heupel. Wednesday, July 17th, Kalen DeVore, first appearance as Alabama's head coach, Billy Napier of Florida, Jeff Libby of Mississippi State, and Steve Sarkeesian makes his first SEC media days for Texas. And then Thursday, July 18th, at Sam Pittman of Arkansas, Hugh Freeze of Auburn, Mark Stoops of Kentucky, Mike Elko of Texas A&M. Do you think Kalen DeBoer will get anywhere near the surrounding of the fan base that Nick Saban did? He'll do pretty well just because it's year one for him, I would think. But it's hard to – I mean, Nick Saban was a rock star at SEC Media Days, so probably not going to be the same level. But I would say since it's his first year, probably we'll, um, we'll get close to it, I think. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. so yeah, I say is... the, the last day is the worst day to go because everybody's been there all week. Media starts trickling out. A lot of people don't stick around for the last day. I – I traditionally avoid the last day and and get out of there. I might, you know, I might have time to watch a coach or two before my flight leaves, but I usually try to fly out that day. And uh, so you're, you're definitely going to get the least amount of, um, of viewership on the final day of media days. Well, you won't be able to leave as early, will you? No, I'll be uh, mine. Will be different <laughs> this year, so won't be able to leave early. But uh, 
Yeah, I think that, but for everybody, you know, as far as the overall, you know, but maybe that's what Arkansas needs. Maybe they need to slip in through the back door and, uh, you know, be the team that everybody thinks isn't going to do anything. And, you know, who knows? Missouri was that last year. I mean, Missouri's coming off a six-win season. Nobody was predicting them to go 11-2. and two. Um, Maybe that's what Arkansas needs, just to be the team that nobody really talks about, the, the team that the radar, uh, you know, isn't on heavily. Maybe that's just what they need to be. You know, I think you'd probably have that, though, Trey, if it were not for the hiring of Bobby Petrino. I think there's going to be a lot of interest, actually. This actually, uh, even because nationwide. of Bobby Petrino, yeah, coming back to well, Arkansas, even nationwide, that was a national story, right? Yeah, no, it was. Uh, you know, I don't know that anything could have saved us from the off-season toxicity that we would have seen from retaining Sam Pittman after a four-win season, right. like the hire of Bobby Petrino. I don't know that there was anybody in the country who could have been hired. I don't care if it was a guy that. You know, mm-hmm. is very well renowned as an offensive coordinator. The fact that it's Bobby Petrino coming in really curbed that for all of us until you know, I guess things if they go south. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's a notable story. Uh, it's not like I don't know if it's nationally looked at as like, oh my gosh, y'all look what Arkansas has done. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like they are going to you know change everything. So I don't know if it's going to be quite that big as. Um, you know, and Bobby Petrino is not going to be the guy at SEC Media Days either. So, um, you know, it'll it'll be a story, but I don't think it'll be. You know, I think, the, think the the punch of that story was when it was announced. Okay, you know? but think about this, Trey. Last year it was a story. Can Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino coexist? That was a story at the yeah. SEC Media Days. Do you think because he was at A and M last year? that it's not as big a deal now uh, with him being at Arkansas. Well, I'm guessing Sam's going to have to an- – he'll, he'll answer a few questions about that. Mm-hmm. They'll be asked, don't Oh, you yeah, think? no question there will be. You know, I think maybe him coming back into the SEC kind of opened the door, but at the same time, uh, everybody – Nobody cares about what you did anymore. They just care about winning. I mean, that's been like Hugh Freeze, you, you know, for me left Ole Miss in disgrace. He's back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris Beard, uh, you know, he was uh, fired at Texas after all yeah. that stuff that happened. And uh, Ole Miss had no problem, you know, hiring him. And, and Bobby Petrino, w- with his past, you know, Texas A&M had no problem hiring him. You know, as long as you, as long as you can show you can win, you know, if a little bit of time has passed, then um, – you know, we're willing to forgive and, and move on. Well, with Beard, it was pretty immediate that all the, you know, the charges were dropped and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the SEC, so we, we care about winning in this conference. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's a story, no question. And, you know, Petrino is a heck of a play caller. I, I just think if they can get the defense going like they did last year to start, you know, the first – um, you know, and I think some people would look at some of the scores early on, like, you know, LSU, you know, that guy went on to win the Heisman Trophy. Arkansas played really well against him for a half. Um, and then, you know, the BYU game, that was a lot of stuff that wasn't just on the defense in terms of giving up those points. And so, uh, you know, I think the defense played really well the first three quarters of the season. And if they can get the offense back, you know, somewhere close to where it was 2021, 2022, uh, and I know it's a little bit different system and everything, but if they can get some productivity going again with the offense, then, you know, maybe they got so, a shot to do something. When you say the first three quarters, you mean the first three quarters of the 
of first the season. Game, of the first game, right? Before, yeah, before <laughs> before we got to I'm teasing. before I'm teasing. we got to, yeah now before we got to um, the Auburn game, um, and you know obviously uh, excuse me Missouri because I mean you look at what they did against Alabama. Held mm. Alabama to what twenty four points. Held Ole Miss yeah. to twenty seven points. You know those are yeah. like the number three and four scoring offenses in the SEC last year. Um, so there was a stretch where they were playing pretty well on defense. And I think if you go back and people may misremember some things and look at some scores like the BYU game, for example. But if you go back and look, I think you'll see. You know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that wasn't not on the defense as a reason for for the reason some of those points got up there. Now Auburn. You know, Auburn looked like a team that wanted to be there, and Arkansas looked like a team that did not want to be there. And I think at that point the defense just had kind of let go of the rope and started thinking about what their future holds. You know, some players, you had a lot of players transfer out and stuff. Uh, So, but, yeah, I mean, if the defense can get back to playing the way they did, you know, that part of the season, then maybe they've got a chance. I I do think the roster at Arkansas overall is better than it was last year. But I also think that Ole Miss's roster is better than it was last year, and Mississippi State's is better than it was last year. And, uh, you know, Alabama might be the only team uh, that might not be better than it was last year because, yes, Arkansas can go into the transfer portal and address some needs, get some, you know, veteran players in, but what they can't do is have exclusive access to it. And other teams are going to the transfer portal and building up their rosters too. These teams nowadays are so much better than – you know, the same squad, you know, the same programs, teams, you know, just five years ago, five, six years ago, where you might have had to rely on a true freshman or a redshirt freshman. Now, I mean, you you can easily just go get veterans to fill every starting spot for you. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, Arkansas did that last year with yeah. wide receivers. You know, you Arkansas think about was better. Think- Arkansas had better, aside from offensive line, the top-to-bottom yeah. roster that Arkansas assembled last year was one of the better rosters that they've had. It's, the problem is it's the other teams that they faced. And not, if you don't have an offensive line, as we know, then it doesn't yeah. really matter what you do. You're right. But I was, I was thinking when but you think But the defense was Pet- tremendously better. When you think of Bobby Petrino, you think of how, the work he does with quarterbacks. But I'm thinking – all these receivers that transferred in yeah. and stayed, good yeah. point. don't you think they'll be better also? Well, yeah. I mean, just because of the system, they're going to be better. I mean, there's no question they're, they're going to be more productive. He's going to use, I would assume, Isaac Tesla in a way that, that fits him. Tyrone Broden. Tyrone Broden averaged like eight yards a catch last year. He's 6'7", and, you know, one of the fastest guys on the team. Yeah, and like what? How do? Why? Why would he average eight yards a catch? I just don't understand that. Uh, You know, obviously, you know, jump balls in the end zone and stuff, but it just—it doesn't make any sense why his yards per catch average was so low. Uh, Isaiah Satania, I I hear that Petrino is really excited about the potential that he has. So yeah, the if they can get, they've got to get protection first of all. But there's no reason that this group of wide receivers shouldn't be more productive. Everybody who took a snap last year at wide receiver is back. Everybody who played in a game at wide receiver is back this year. The only guy who hit the portal, I guess, was Sam Bakke. And and Bryce Stevens did, but he came back. But Bryce didn't play last year, really. He didn't catch a pass. Um, but Bakke hit the portal, and 
was injured, obviously, all last year. So all those guys are back. Luke has. If Luke has stays healthy, he's got ability to be first-team All-SEC tight end. Yeah. And if you're that, maybe an All-American. But if Lucas stays healthy, he would have been a freshman All-American. I think he might have made it on somebody's list, uh, but not on most of the list because he was hurt so early. But if he can stay healthy, then, you know, he can be that guy. All the best tight ends are back. All the best tight ends from last year are back. And they lost a couple of guys throughout the season due to injuries. Has and Tyrus Washington. Um, I think Paskey will be a nice addition for him. But, um, you know, Francis Sherman was – and all right, I, I guess I, I did not think he was that good of a blocker for them, and that was kind of what he was brought in for. Um, you know, I didn't think Nathan Bax blocked particularly well either, and you know, neither of those guys were real threats in the passing game. And Has went down, that, and and then when Ty Washington went down, also that was a real a real blow for them. Um, the running backs, uh, you know, Rocket Sanders was so banged up last year. Isaiah Augusta is back for another year, and Jaquinta Jackson, I think, is a guy that you know, kind of has something to prove, I think, uh, in the SEC. And so uh, I, I think they're in good shape at the skill spots. And, you know, based on what I've heard, there's, you know, people think Taylor Gray's got a lot of potential. I think it'll be a really interesting storyline with the quarterback battle. And um, if they can protect him, you know, if they can protect him, then the skill spots should be in pretty good order. Um and maybe, you know, I, I, I still think that, you know, Pittman needs to do more, better than six wins this season. Um, but, you know, maybe if they, if they can get some protection for the quarterback and he plays well, then, you know, maybe they can get above that mark. Uh, so we'll see. You know, and I, I think we do, we look at Pitt, or, uh, Petrino's success with quarterbacks, uh, no, and just justifiably so uh, at all of his stops, but, I think we also forget that a lot of his system, I mean, they, they run the football and they run it effectively yeah. and they play pass off of that. You you wonder how you get those, you know, they, they, they get every time they call a deep end cut or uh, a deep dig. I mean, it's open. Well, it's open because they're running that football and those backers mm-hmm. are, are being sucked up in and the safety's coming down to stop the run game and, and uh, so Arkansas has got to have an effective run game as well. And I think he yeah. brings that as well. Yeah, people remember Nile Davis, and they remember Dennis Johnson. Those guys were two very productive backs for Arkansas. Uh, Ronnie Wingo, Broderick Green, some of the other backs that were, um, you know, on Petrino teams. So he he had some good running backs, and it felt like they would get stronger in the run game as the season wore on, especially – 2010 was a was a really good year. Nile, I mean, Nile put up most of his yardage in like eight games. Uh, but, yeah, they, they definitely are going to strive for balance. And uh, it's not long before we get to start. I mean, March 7th, so you've got – That's next week. See, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're wrapping up this week. They're wrapping up the eight-week winter training cycle. So, um, you know, they've been splitting them up into two groups. You've got a 6 a.m. group and an 8.30 group. And you know, Ooh, they do how do you get to eight thirty? I mean, yeah, they do team run at uh, uh, on Fridays as a group. They do that all together. But this past week, they have uh, brought everybody together, and they're working out, you know, as one unit um, throughout. The what whole do you week. hear about so, the workouts? Anything? I haven't. I, I haven't heard anything specific yet. I've, I've put in some stuff. I'm hoping I might hear some stuff on Friday. Uh, I don't know if they're going to give us any kind of testing numbers or, or anything like that, but I have uh, reached out to hopefully find out some some numbers in terms of 
weight gains and, you know, any notable, they're not going to give me just a list like they used to back in the day, just list everybody's 40 and everybody's bench press. But uh, they don't do that anymore. But they will, they should give me, hopefully, if there's any, you know, testing numbers uh, put out, then hopefully they'll give me some of that. Do you think that uh, Sam Pittman will have a, a media session before spring practice starts next week? It's possible. I think if he does, it would be the 6th, and then he'd probably talk again on the 7th. I feel like that's kind of how they've done it in the past. Yeah. Okay. We've got Peter in Little Rock for Trey. Great. Hi, Peter. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. How are y'all doing today? Great. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. So I have a question for Trey. If, um, if he had to choose one quarterback to start next year, if he had to make a guess prediction right now who would be the starter day one, who would that quarterback be? I'm going to hang up and listen now. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I think it would be Taylor Green. And I, th- I do think it'll be an interesting battle. Uh, and, you know, I'm not closing the door on Malachi Singleton. I think he's got a lot of potential as well. But I think Taylor Green, when I just I, I see his size and, you know, Bobby Petrino coming in and they go after a quarterback. So he's kind of like, you know, that's that's the guy I want to go after. And, you know, that's the guy I recruited before. So that aspect of it. Plus, he has so much experience now, not SEC experience, but I mean, he was he was Mountain West freshman of the year. They won 10 games year before last. And, you know, last year was a little more up and down, but he still won Mountain West Conference um, championship game MVP. And, you know, so I think those aspects of it, I love that, like, this is a guy that can break off 70-yard touchdown runs. You know, he'll he'll remind people of Matt Jones and kind of his – his gait and how he people just take really bad angles on him and he pulls away. He can really run. Uh, he throws the ball a little low. I think I think working with uh, Bobby Petrino probably help him fine tune a lot of those types of things. But I, I would think it, it would be Taylor Green, and that's nothing against Jacoby. Uh, Jacoby is. I mean, Jacoby has. He, he's a senior now, you know, and he has never started. He's played behind some really good quarterbacks, Drake, May, and uh, um, oh, what was the guy before May? Powell, uh, spacing on his name, but he's in the NFL. Two guys that are in the NFL. and Or, you know, May will be in the NFL anyway. He's about to be. And, you know, play behind K.J. Jefferson, obviously. But, you know, he has been on in college for a number of years and hasn't started yet. He's got four years behind him. So, um that kind of makes me think that it'll be it'll be um, Kalen Green, but Jacoby can really throw the ball. He, out of all the quarterbacks last year, he had the most velocity, he had the tightest spiral, um, and he got some experience. You know, he broke off sixty-yard run last year too, and he can run. Uh, he's not as big, but he's a stocky quarterback, about six one, six two, and uh, can really throw the ball and, and really run. So I think it'll be an interesting competition. And I hope that's uh, what it is, Trey. I hope it is. A yeah. competition to the end. Even if they think they know who it is, don't tell anybody. Just well, have them compete. Exactly. And, and you don't want anybody to transfer either. <laughs> so, but quarterback yeah, battles too. can't be decided in fall camp anymore or in spring practice. They just can't. Because here you have two guys that are very mobile. And I, I don't know. I just feel like for years, Arkansas, you know, 
would come out of camp or something and say, this is our guy, and it would be the wrong choice. It, it, it happened both years under uh, under Chad Morris, although there was a lot of incompetence overall with that. But uh, you don't hit these guys. They're, they know that they're not getting hit. And, you know, so you come out of fall camp and you don't really know what you had. Even Sam Pittman said, I believe it was Georgia, was it Georgia State or Georgia Southern they played KJ's first year to start, but he didn't really know what he had in KJ as far as his running ability. That's why I always think, like, when you've got young quarterbacks on campus, when they're young, let them go live a little bit. I agree. If with you're not, if you're not relying on them to be a starter, let's I agree. let's see what they do when they've got the real pressure in front of them, because you just never know. You never know. And exactly right. It's it's just a difficult position anyway to evaluate. But if you got five quarterbacks and none of them is the starter. <laughs> I would think you could go live with yeah, some absolutely. of these guys and, and not worry too much about it because if you know unless unless one is just far and above better than the rest of them, why wouldn't you put them all out there in some live? If you say a Pittman, it's what have you got to lose anyway, right? Yeah. yeah so I don't know if you want let to put everybody your go top live. two options live right now. That would be it's still know, very difficult. You don't want to get somebody hurt. No. Okay. Well, we don't want to get hurt by going into a commercial while we're still talking. Bye, guys. So, Trey, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Back with more Drive Time Sports.